seven steps to creating a great review on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by SEM Rush. Started in 2008 with one mission to make online competition fair and transparent with equal opportunities for all. To find out how SEM Rush can help you compete with the big boys, go to servenomaster.com backslash SEM Rush today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author, Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. One of the quickest and easiest ways to start making money as an affiliate is by writing and creating reviews for products that have really nice affiliate programs. And there are certain products out there that are simply amazing. Whatever industry you're in, there are the gold standards or the products that you use and believe in. Certain products that I talk about a lot, Thrive Themes, Grammarly, ConvertKit, I talk about for two main reasons. One, the phenomenal products that I use. Just last week, I finally transitioned my entire website to Thrive Themes, and I couldn't be happier. It took me an entire month of work, but it was really, really, really important to me. And talking about the product comes so naturally when it's something you use and believe in. The other great thing about these products is they have wonderful affiliate commissions. So not only do I recommend things I believe in, I also get paid a little bit. Now, not everything I talk about and recommend has an affiliate commission. Unfortunately, Scrivener, and I've talked dozens of people into buying Scrivener, doesn't have a program. The program is so cheap, it's almost not worth it. Most of the time, you can get it on sale. It's $40 normally, and usually you can get it for anywhere from 20 to 32 depending upon uh, which promotion is running, but there's always a discount. So there's not a lot of money in there for them to share anyways, and it's a great product, so I recommend it. But it's really great to get paid for something you're going to recommend anyways. And when you're just starting out, if you have no blog, no website, no following, you can still make money as an affiliate following this very simple formula. And we talked a couple episodes ago about launch jacking, which is the idea of creating a review and adding in bonuses before a product comes out. It's a very powerful technique. It can be very profitable. But I prefer to go really in depth with my reviews. I, all the time, read reviews, probably every two or three days. Just last night, I was thinking about buying a new chair for my desk. Office chairs are crazy expensive. When I think of an office chair, I think of something that's like 100 or $150. It's a little bit of money, but it's something you'd be sitting on all the time. Man, the top, on this one review article, the top chair they're talking about was like $1,200. I was like, whoa, that's 10 chairs to me. So expensive. So I started looking at like number two and number three. And where I live, as you know, it's very hard to get stuff. So I have this chair that was on the list of the seven best chairs. I was like, wow, that's amazing because my chair, I bought it. <laughs> it was the only chair on this website that seemed half decent. It was like the only option. I didn't choose it amongst many, many other options. But doing more research, I discovered that this brand chair is very popular. Unfortunately, mine is wearing out. I've only had it for maybe a year or less, but part of the um, seat is wearing out where my leg, my thighs rub against the front of the chair. The leather is starting to wear off a little bit. I think it's because the chair is not really designed for how I use it's like a video game chair they say I don't know because it's an office chair but anyways I was reading all these reviews not to go too far off the subject chasing that rabbit about video game chairs and off versus office chairs but we all read reviews all the time we talk about reviews all the time how important they are on Amazon 
And these principles, understanding the structure of a great review, can really make a difference. Sometimes I look up a product, I'm thinking about buying something, and there's no good review to read. There's a wide open space in writing reviews and honest reviews for products most people aren't talking about. So I want to take you through the structure of a review in today's episode so that you can then write your own reviews. Now you can use this structure in multiple ways. A lot of this uh, comes from a great article uh, from the Authority Hacker website. And I'll post a link below this podcast episode and you can see there a more detailed analysis. But there are really seven simple steps. The first is having a summary box at the top. A lot of bloggers we go right into writing a really long review. And in fact, if you see the original version of my Grammarly review, which I originally did, it didn't have a summary box. And it's a very long review. It's almost half the length of one of my books. So people sometimes just want to look and go, do you like it or don't like it? And thinking about this, I read a lot of video game reviews and I want to know before I dive in, do they love it or hate it? I don't want to read 30 paragraphs to find out the book, the, the game is terrible. So having summary box at the top where you list some key information, you know, give it a star rating on how is the price, how well does the product work, how easy is it to use, a couple of things like that. A quick summary that's two or three sentences should be inside of your summary box. You also want to have lots of stars. And then when you're doing pros and cons, do two columns. On the left, your pros, and on the right, your cons, with like a green icon and a red icon. That way people can say, this is what I like and this is what I don't like. And to get an idea of a summary box, you can really look at any good review out there. You can certainly look at my Grammarly review and a couple of other reviews I have coming out. The summary box really helps people to know very quickly if you're recommending or not recommending something. The second key to a great review is empathy. Sometimes when writing a review, we want to be objective. We want to sound like we're very professional. And so we write a review in the third person. We write it very distant, almost like we're a robot, so that it seems like this is a totally unbiased review. People want to connect with you. They want to know who you are and why you like something or why you use something. In my Grammarly review, I start off talking about how I'm a writer and I never thought I would need to hire or pay for spell check software. It seems ridiculous. It seems crazy to me. Even now, the fact that I recommend it sounds crazy. But when I think about how much content I run through Grammarly, it's amazing. I've already run through almost two million words in the last two months on Grammarly. I just pump everything through every email I write, every blog post I write, all the notes for every podcast, every book I work on, constantly working stuff through Grammarly. In fact, I have a backlog. Every book I've ever written, I'm trying to push through Grammarly and then release a new version as a new edit. So I'm always doing that stuff. When you start off your review, start by talking about who you are and why you thought about this product and why it interested you and how it affects you. The more of you you inject into the beginning of review, the more people connect with it. They want to know that it's a real person. That feeling is very valuable. One thing I hate is when I'm looking at a review and I can tell the person's never read the product and it's a really generic review and they're just trying to push their affiliate but they're not giving me any value first. See, when you write a great review, people will want to use your affiliate link because your information was so valuable. This is why I only review products I really use or have in depth. I was thinking about, my friend has a launch coming up this week for a very interesting product called Funnel Spy. And what it allows you to do is go to someone's website where they have a bunch of products for sale and analyze and see their sales process and see what their funnel looks like. I thought, this is amazing. This is something I would love to promote because I want to use it. I think it's very valuable. I'm always looking at reverse engineering funnels and understanding the science that other people are using. But so usually to analyze a funnel, you have to buy someone's entire product. You buy all their products just to see their funnel. I've done that before. So I found this very interesting. And I said to him, I'd love to promote your product, but I got to get a review copy. And so product comes out in four days. I'm going to have to spend at least a couple hours today 
really kicking the tires on this thing and seeing if it works. Seeing if it does what I want it to do. If it does, then it's very easy for me to write a solid review of it. And that's what I'll do. But without access to the product, I wouldn't promote it. It's too hard to pretend. And a lot of marketers do that. They recommend a product and they don't know if it works or not. And then when it doesn't work, they get burned. That happened to me once a long time ago and I learned my lesson. Once you get past empathy where you're connecting with your audience telling a story about you, you want to talk about who the product is for. Not every product is for every person. Grammarly has a pro and a free version. And for most people, the free version is all they need. It breaks my heart to have to say that. But the truth is, for 99% of the people who listen to this podcast, the free version meets every single need you have. You never need to upgrade. You don't have to worry about the professional features, the plagiarism features and the kind of advanced language features like telling you if you're using a word too much and recommending metaphors. You don't need those features. You just need something to check if your grammar and spelling has mistakes, not to try and improve the quality of your writing. It hurts me to say that, but it's the truth. Grammarly works really, really well for people that are making money from their blog or making money from books, then it makes sense to use a paid tool because you want to take your writing to the next level, but until you're making money, it doesn't make sense. It's not a necessary investment. So being honest about who it's for is much better. Uh, we, when there's an affiliate commission, when we're getting paid at the end of the review, it's, there's a temptation. There's a temptation to focus on the profit which means we want every single person who reads our review to eventually buy the product. That's not what you want because you'll turn off so many people. Instead, say, here's who this is for, here's who it's not for, whatever market you're in. There's this really cool yoga program that I mentioned in Breaking Orbit, and only I only mention it because it popped onto my radar because I do have a, a woman's list. I was thinking about offers for my new moms and my new mom list, and my girlfriend's really into yoga now, and I've done yoga before. I think it's really great, and it's a really great yoga program, but it's, it's a ladies yoga program. Not all, you know, most yoga programs are for men and women, but this one is specifically targeted at women. And so the program is designed based on women's bodies. You know, they have different skeletons or whatever, so the stretches are a little bit different, I guess. But either way, it's all the marketing that's purely for women. So if I reviewed that product and said, this is for everyone, then all the guys who read that and then went to the product go, this is weird, it's not for guys. And it would hurt my credibility and would lower my sales. It's better to be honest about who it's for and who it's not for. There are certain products that are for everyone and there are certain products that aren't. Most products are only for a small group of people. And the more you say who this is for and who it's not, who this product meets, the more you build trust and you'll actually sell more because you're actually selling it to the right people. People will be happy with their purchase. The next part is going from through the pre-sell and the product introduction. So you start saying, this product is awesome. It solves these problems. It fixes these problems. If you have problems with your spelling or if you've gotten a negative review for your grammar on Amazon, then you have to check out this product. Here's what's so great about it. And then go introducing Grammarly. That's how you introduce the product, for example. If I was talking about ConvertKit, I would say, if you're struggling to organize your emails, if you want to grow a real business with long-term strategy, if you're unhappy with your email is now, but you're afraid to move because you're gonna lose so many of your followers, Here's why ConvertKit is amazing. ConvertKit is the best product, has the most amazing automation, and lets you move over your entire list, no questions asked. They don't hassle you about moving your list over. It's very easy. It's a wonderful feature. It's such a lifesaver. That's how I would go through my pre-sale. And then the product introduction, you just talk a little bit about the product, what it does, what's so great about it. In the next step, you, as you're talking about features and benefits, you want case studies. In my Grammarly review, I talk about how it's really great for plagiarism checking. It's really great for checking different things. And each time I have screenshots of me running a test. The other way of doing that is 
to talk about a specific story. Oh, I did this and this happened. Those types of elements are very valuable. The more you can have an interesting story as part of your review, the better. And case studies are very valuable. And there's so many features in any different product. So if I was doing a Thrive Themes review, and I certainly will be putting out a new, more extensive one in the very new future, I would talk about each different really amazing feature. And I would tell a story. Oh, my friend runs a really big campaign, and he just launched a product about teaching children to read. And here's a test that he ran on Thrive Themes automatically that helped boost how much money he makes. So I would talk about that feature and someone who specifically did or someone else who had an opt-in or how it increased the number of conversions. I could talk about how when I switched my website to Thrive Themes, the website became faster, ran quicker, smoother, and a better experience. I could talk about real stories. That's more interesting than just saying Thrive Themes is very fast. That's one way of saying it, but I could say Thrive Themes sped up my website. Here's the two tests. More interesting. You also, in step six, want to list alternatives. And you can say these are similar products. So for Grammarly, there are a couple of similar products. I talk about Hemingway sometimes, which isn't a full competitor. Hemingway really just checks to see if you're boring or wordy, if your sentences are too long for no reason. But there are some other products out there that are similar to Grammarly, and so I would recommend them or talk about them or why I like or don't like those other products. There's always a competitor, and you can say this is what's good and bad. For Thrive Themes, I can say some of the competitors or similar products would be Lead Pages, Optimized Press 2, and Divi from Elegant Themes. So, or I could even make, make mention Genesis Theme. Now, each of those handles some of the things that Thrive Themes does. The thing about Thrive Themes is that it does a bunch of other things. It comes with all these other really advanced plugins. And that's why it's my favorite one. So lead page is really good for squeeze pages. Optimized Press is an okay template. I use it for a very long time, but it slowed down my website. Had some really good, has some really good template design. And so you talk about each everything. Divi is really amazing for elegant themes. It's a really cool page builder, but I found it very difficult. I actually struggled when I tried to use it. My friend owns it, and I said, him, send me a copy. He said, let me try it out, and it was too hard for me. That's why. I turned into Thrive Theme. So you can talk about alternatives and what you like and don't like about them. Sometimes alternatives are good. Genesis Theme is a good alternative theme because it's a lot cheaper than Thrive Themes. It's more affordable for some people, and it's very good. And I use Genesis Theme for my uh, author pen name websites. There's some key elements you want to have interspersed throughout the entire review to make it really valuable and to help your audience really connect with it. The first is that you want to have a lot of images. My Grammarly review has an insane number of images, lots and lots of screenshots. The number one giveaway that someone didn't really use the product they're reviewing is that there's no screenshots. I'm thinking right now about my Thrive Themes review and this two speed tests, and I'm wondering if I still have a screenshot of one of my old speed tests from the previous design so I can compare the fast and the slow because people want to see that. I'd want to see the before and after. These little elements are really important. So I'm thinking about those, and the more images you have that you actually took, actual screenshots, not images you just grabbed off Google, the better. That shows people that you really used it, and they get to feel like they're coming with you on a journey. They trust you more. You also want to have icons, especially in that summary box at the top, have icons for each of your different categories. Have a little icon for your price. How many stars at a price? Oh, it's really expensive. How many stars do you have? Or an you want to have an icon over each of your different stars. Maybe you have a section called like ease of use or support all these different categories that are important to people, like how good is this product in different areas, and you want to have little icons. The more icons you have, the more professional it feels throughout the page. Additionally, you want to divide up your review into subsections. And if you look at the Grammarly review, you could actually go to each different H2 tag, each different little header section. At the top, there's a table of contents. So you can click and go to whichever section you want. So you could really move around the article quite easily. Sometimes people go, 
I'm interested in this product, but I'm only interested in one feature. So they want to read your review of that feature. That happens to me all the time. When I was looking at upgrading ScreenFlow, and I use ScreenFlow 5, I haven't upgraded to 6. I waited a year, I waited a year and a half to upgrade. And I was looking yesterday at 6, and it has all bad reviews on the App Store. So I haven't upgraded to 6, and I probably won't for a long time. I was looking for a specific feature and only one review mentioned it very deep into a review and mentioned batch export. For me, batch processes are very important. It's the same reason I just updated Dragon. I updated to Dragon, I think it's on version 6 now or something, I'm not sure. But they just released a new version last month and it has batch exporting. So when I record this podcast episode, I then, when I have the final MP3 version, the file file I get back from the audio editor, I immediately put it into Dragon. I click a button and it converts, a, it creates a document that has a transcript. It's not perfect, but it's pretty close. And that way, instead of spending a huge amount of money, I can quickly generate an okay transcript and add it to the page. People want to open that up and get a rough idea of what I'm saying. It's not perfect, but it does have what I said roughly. It's, it's like 90 to 95% accurate. It's pretty good. The same thing with ScreenFlow. And I found both of these in little reviews. So I wanted to look for a very specific feature because when I make a video course, instead of having to record an episode, export, record an episode, export, the export for some videos takes 40 minutes. It's a bunch of downtime and messes up my flow. Now instead with ScreenFlow 5, I record all 12 episodes or all 12 videos for a course and I can hit export and go leave and come back and it's done. It's a much better workflow for me and it's very much increased my productivity. It makes me feel very comfortable with my product creation. It doesn't take me three days, now it takes me one day. So it really speeds up part of the process, and I found that by reading a review. So you want to have these subsections to make it easy. Make sure, of course, again, that you have stars. You can add in a Rich Snippets plugin as well that like puts stars so that when, when your review appears in the Google listing, stars appear under it. But you also want to have stars on the actual page. So in my reviews, there's three sections for stars. You know, there's Depending on the product, it could be how good is their customer service, how good is the pricing, how usable is the product, how user-friendly is it, different things like that. And in your different categories, give them stars or maybe just one overall star rating. It's very, very important. And then when you're comparing pros and cons, pluses and minuses, make sure you have two side-by-side columns. All of these elements will be very valuable. And one of the things that I'm a big fan of and that I add into my reviews that you won't find other people talking about is I really like custom images. It helps people to take a product seriously when they can see a picture that looks like a software box or a picture that looks like a book in 3D, if it's a book. These 3D images help to massively increase conversion. All of my products, anything you buy from me has a 3D image, whether it looks like a magazine or it looks like a set of DVDs. That little image makes it feel real. And when I'm buying products, I look for the same thing. So I have that. Tons of studies confirm it, but a lot of products, they don't have their own 3D shots or the 3D shots are terrible. So I create my own custom shots for a couple of reasons. The first reason is it increases sales. The second reason is it makes people feel more excited about the product, makes it feel more real to them and get more engaged in the review. So it gives a better experience to the reader. The third reason is Google image search. If I create an original image and it has the product name, it's more likely to appear at the very top of Google image search results than anything else. If you have the same image as everyone else, if you're just using their logo or their product banner, your link will not appear at the top of the Google search results. So having unique images, taking the time to create your own 3D images, your own box shots, taking your own screenshots, and giving them all names and alternative names, and alternative tags that kind of match the product and match your keywords, will make a really big difference. These key elements help you with both SEO 
giving a high quality review, engaging readers, and also getting the sale at the end if you believe in the product. Another thing that's very valuable that not everyone else does, and this can how you can separate yourself, is create a really valuable bonus. I mentioned this in the launch jacking episode, but I want to mention it again. For any product I recommend, I always want to give people more value. Even though giving a review and really analyzing your product is a way of giving someone value and helping them make the right decision, I always want to find more and more ways to increase the value I give to people. So I'm always thinking, what would be really valuable and what would be a great bonus to give to someone who decides to buy through my affiliate link? Hey, thank you for reading this review. If you decide to buy through my affiliate link, I want to give you a special thanks. Some people do bonus shopping anyways, and so I'm designing a couple of cool bonuses. For my Thrive Themes review, I'm designing some really amazing templates. So you'll be able to design a membership site that looks just like mine in a matter of seconds. You'll be able to use some really amazing squeeze page templates. Thrive Themes is amazing and they have some great templates, but there are not a lot of templates out there. Right now there's only one third party set of templates. They're very expensive and they're not that good to be honest with you. I can actually create better ones. So I'm in the middle of creating better ones. I sent some designs to a designer I work with who's really good at programming Thrive Themes and I could send you this file. You just click upload if you download Thrive Themes and suddenly you have really amazing pages. So it actually increases the value of the product. And I wanted to create something that increases the value. Now when I recommend ConvertKit, something I've been working on that is going to be a really amazing bonus is a set of email templates. I'm going to share with you emails that I've used in real campaigns that are very valuable and kind of cover different situations. There's the indoctrination or welcome to my list type of sequence. There's the here's what I'm, you know, here's what I'm all about, here's who I am type of sequence. There's the how to sell a product sequence, how to get a review sequence, a couple of things like that. I'm putting together so you get like 20 or 30 email templates that'll be very valuable when you're setting up your first campaigns. And then I might also include some training videos to walk you through setting up ConvertKit and all the cool things it can do that might also be really, really helpful. Originally I was just gonna do a training on how to use it, but I thought that's not that great. It's okay. So I always think, what can I do that goes beyond what everyone else does? Another product that I'm falling in love with right now is Affinity Photo. For so long I've been using Photoshop and I hate that I talk about Photoshop and show so many demonstrations of Photoshop when I know most people can't afford it. It's so expensive. Photoshop when I bought it as part of a product suite, if you paid full price it was like $1,400. Fortunately I was able to get student teacher edition because I was working on my masters at the time and it was still like $450, $600, I think it was $600. But now you have to pay just for Photoshop $30 a month. It's expensive. It's so expensive and I've always felt bad about showing a product that I know most people can't afford. I got very lucky that I bought it and I have a, you know, a forever price or whatever. So Affinity Photo's been on my radar for a while. I've been mentioning it probably for the last couple of months, ever since Servant Master came out. I've always been recommending it as an alternative to Photoshop, but I've started using it lately and honestly, it's a superior product. It's amazing to me. The product is only $50, which is nuts. It's so much cheaper. For six weeks of Photoshop, you get a lifetime of Affinity Photo and I originally thought about as a bonus I would give away like some training videos but I've been going through their training it's actually pretty good the only problem is it doesn't really cover the stuff that I do in the order that I do it so it'll have a big section on really advanced stuff and then it buried in it I try to find the little things the things I do the most I don't really edit photos I edit um, graphics so instead of it being a picture that I took of someone that I'm editing I really edit something that I want to look like a book cover so I'm adding a text to the top or I want to make a banner. So I'm all about filling in a color or copying a color from here, moving it over there, that type of work, almost like working with cartoons. So I'm trying to think of a really valuable bonus to create so that people who go through my link and decide to buy it through Affinity Photo get an additional value. But it's actually an amazing product. I'm using it all the time more and more. I'm trying to get to the point where I don't open Photoshop at all anymore. 
So each time I want to open Photoshop, I go, wait, how can I learn to do this in Affinity? And slowly, slowly, I'm moving over. And the problem is that Affinity is so intuitive, I'm trying to, I have to unlearn all these bad habits I had to learn from Photoshop, because Photoshop does a lot of stuff in a way that's too hard. I wish I could really describe why Affinity Photo is easier to use. I was trying to explain it to my friend the other day, and it's hard to explain. The real value is that it's just as good as Photoshop, it costs 50 bucks, that's the best two values. The third thing is that it's actually better, easier to learn, it's more intuitive. Their training videos aren't organized very well, unfortunately, they basically just have a big website with 100 videos on the page in an order. <laughs> it's not the most well-structured, but if you start watching them, you get a lot of value. So even as I'm thinking about products I wanna review or talk about, I always wanna think of ways to give people more value. I always wanna give more value than anyone else so that I get not only the people that just want to read a rate review, but people that are out there bonus seeking. The other element is the coupon market. If you can write a review of a product and there's a special coupon, you, and people do this all the time, every time I'm about to buy a product, if on the checkout form it says, do you have a coupon code? I immediately hop into Google and type product name coupon code, like everyone else. You can get coupons that are tied specifically to you. SEO Pro Lab, the company that does my SEO, if you use my coupon code, serve no master, you get a 10% discount. Why wouldn't you use that? You save 10% and I get marked as the affiliate. It's a win-win for both of us. So people also search for coupons. So if you're in your review, you can attack those keywords that people type in the most. The product name, product name plus review, product name plus bonus, and product name plus coupon. Those are very common searches for any term. Now again, you don't have to have a strong presence or any following. If you write a good review, and put it on your blog and it's very eloquent, it will start moving up the rankings. If you want to follow this formula and create a video review, you'll have the same experience. You can do very well and have a popular review on YouTube. For certain products, I watch the video reviews. I was watching, I can't remember what it was, I was watching video reviews two days ago of a product, or yesterday, I was watching a bunch of video training. Sometimes you're watching and you just want to see them do one little thing to make sure the product can do it. So video reviews can be very valuable because people can just watch you in real time, watch you using the tool, explaining what different things are. It's very, very valuable. So these different elements can be great. And throughout your review, if you do a blog and a video, you can have the video inside your blog or different pieces of the video. You can integrate the two things very well. But without any website, with no money for hosting, with nothing else, you can record a video with just your webcam or even a webcam, just record your screen using uh, Cam Studio, which is free screen recording software, and you just use the microphone built into your computer, and you can make a rough recording, throw it onto YouTube, and you can generate real revenue. So this is a way to make money with no assets, and this is one of the quickest ways to start generating amazing revenue. And those are the seven steps to creating a great review. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Head over to servenomaster.com backslash podcasts right now to find out how you can win a free copy of my brand new book.